<clears throat> oh, I had to swallow my gum. <laughs> well, people complain when I'm chomping gum on the show, and so... Huh. They do yeah. do that. Thanks for making me swallow it, folks. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's get the uh, stuff going here. <sighs> Steve, so I guess, Steve, uh, while we're getting set up here to get started, uh, that the... Uh, it's cutting off what I'm saying at the end of the show. I don't understand that. Yeah, because it it gives you two buttons. You get to hit end broadcast, and then you get to hit end. So you had the end broadcast too early. And so I can't. I got to say it before I even hit the first end broadcast. Right. Or it's cutting it right off. So yeah. So it ends so anyway. the broadcast, but it doesn't end the live. I get it. It ends the recorded part or whatever right. YouTube sees it. I guess. I don't know. Well, it's, it goes to Facebook, so. <clears throat> Facebook, that's what I meant. Yeah. Anyway, let's get started, Steve. You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 40 and Slip this is episode 159. Where is Shelly Miscavige? Where did she go? Where in the world is... No, that's not how... That's how you should have titled it. <laughs> should I have? Yes. It's been, a, it's been a strange time. Strange time, Steve. Okay. Strange time. You, uh... You heard, of course, that we lost uh, the amazing Randy. I was going to do a news story, but since you're talking about it now, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Katie, I will do the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll swap good. that up. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a message from David Batdorf, actually, the other day. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and um, I, I, he, he sent me the the news story on it. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like Eddie Van Halen. And now fucking James Randy, uh, 92 Kenny years Rogers old all in the same year, 92 <sighs> years old. He's friggin'. He was up there. Yeah. But I, I was reading some... the, uh, I was reading the article today that I, I found it. said so he walked into a church when he was a teenager and there was a a preacher there. Uh, pretending, uh, making people believe he could read minds, and that's why he started on his uh, journey. Oh, that's what did. made him do it. That was his first. He's like, I saw right, he, I saw right through it, and that's what kind of started me on this process. Oh, Steve, I realized because of I, I came on and, and watched your show. I have a show. Your auction show. Oh, that show. Yeah, I so I came. I you had posted your thing for your auction show, so I came in. And I realized that you can have a ticker. A ticker? Yeah, at the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. You can yeah, have yeah, a ticker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made my own ticker <laughs> for, for you our like show. My sh you didn't like my show. I didn't say I didn't like your show. Steve sucks balls on his auction show. Never watched that god-awful piece of shit. Yeah, that's you. 
Meaning you. Oh, I suck. <laughs> the show itself is okay. Show's great. Joe and Mark, they're fine. They're all good. It's just you. You bring it all down, Steve. Uh, we have a no, good time. I, but no, I didn't want to tell anybody from this chat that I had an auction show because then they'll come on. But whatever. You just yeah. spilled beans. Yeah. No, I mean, people should go on. Should have some fun with that, man. Yeah, you should buy shit. Yeah. I, I sell a lot of good stuff. I mean, it's not. I mean, I had to bail out. I had uh, a book I was reading, so I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I don't need yeah, that. I couldn't. I can't handle watching my friend yeah, on a no. show of his own. I, listen, I was I'm trying to finish a book. I wasn't going to buy anything from him. So. No, no. Fuck. I wouldn't buy anything from you. Kidding yeah, me? And I wouldn't buy anything from you if you had an auction show. So Maybe. there. So, yeah, exactly. That's where we're at. Um. Yeah, it's been a it's been a a strange time. I I heard that from from David. I was like, uh, I was like, oh shit! So I did a a little short, about a fifteen minute live broadcast on the like page. You know uh, what's really strange though? Remember a, a week or so ago, I was talking about how I just had just got back into James Randi stuff. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Maybe That's I'm a, psychic. Maybe, maybe I just proved it. Maybe I should go get the million dollars. Maybe you should. The the uh, I don't I'm know sure if it's awards, still available. Oh come on! The foundation doesn't die with James. It's <laughs> amazing. No, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of that, Steve. So I can't give you any. Um, How do I prove it? Though? That's the thing. that you have psychic ability. I don't know, but he was pretty good at debunking that shit. I, I but I that. still find I find it strange that. For some reason, one day he just popped into my mind, and I look, started looking him up. And then he dies like a week later. I, 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 I or remember I even mentioned I thought he was dead already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The other yeah, day, isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah, I think I find that weird. That's psychic, right there. Might you might be? I think I am. Could very well be, Steve. Maybe we should test you. So, James, your life wasn't in vain. We should. Yeah, test I, you finally found the real psychic in your death. And you, yeah. <laughs> so, how do we test you? You don't. Can we make you bend spoons? Why why would I need testing? I am the real deal. I don't need no testing. Because that's what James Randy did. No, he's just so, gonna, they're just gonna give me the money. The million. I am I am me. <laughs> I am Sweetwater legend. I am the psychic. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be the T V show. The psychic. I well there was a show called The Psychic, right? Was there? Yeah, oh yeah. There's been so much horse shit put on TV. I think it was called horse shit. But it was like he was a, or they were, it was a, like a detective show or something. I, I, can't I thought about it. asking, cause I know uh, a few people who claim to be uh, uh, readers, you know, the people that do readings for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a few of those people. Um, and I've thought about like asking, but I just, I know like, <laughs> I know it would become not hostile. I don't think it would become hostile no, or, or like I the don't. movie hostile uh, by any stretch. Um, but I, th- I just don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> like, I just, I, I, I don't know of anyone that does that, that can prove to me that what they're doing is genuine. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't found one yet myself. Yeah, and I used to 
I used to like read tarot cards and shit. Hmm. So you know, I used to I used to believe that it was a possibility. I really did back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, what made me change my mind about psychics, anyway, not other things. I mean, I, obviously, I watched. I was a big when I was a kid. I believed in Yuri Geller and stuff like that because I didn't know any better. I was a kid, you know. So that's what got me. In fact, Uri Gale, Uri is how you really pronounce it. Uri is the one who got me involved in all this kind of stuff in the first place because I saw him on TV and he was bending spoons. And I thought, man, that's cool. And so I started going to the library all the time, reading books on Bigfoot and ghosts and, you know, psychic abilities and bending spoons. And so Uri is the one who really got me started, believe it or not. But I found out, you know, obviously he was a fake, but that didn't stop me. But I forgot where I was going with that whole thing. <laughs> okay. But Uri is the one who got me started. So. Um, I don't know what it was with me that got me going with the different. I was thinking about that the other day, like <clears throat> it because I can I lumped all that stuff in together, like UFOs, mm. psychic phenomenon, like Bigfoot. But I, it was a, it was a multitude of things that got me involved into it. It wasn't one specific thing that like really led me down the path of looking into that stuff. It was a bunch of different things. Right. Well, I mean, I can't say 100% it was Uri Geller, but he got me started looking into it as far as reading. There was some events in my life, obviously, that took place that also contributed to me being more into it. He just started it off. Yeah. So. And I, and I, I loved that, uh, an honest liar doc. It's a great, it's a great documentary. Yeah. I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah. I haven't watched uh, it yet, but I think it, I want to say it's on YouTube now. I'm sure it is at this point. So it, it's, it's worth the watch and you know, there's a, there's a nice little spoiler if you don't know anything about James Randi at the end of the movie. So. He's a skeptic. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's it. He's a skeptic. Um, but, yeah, I when David sent that to me, I was like, fuck it. What the well, fuck? Well, I mean, the guy was 92. He was, yeah. he was, you know, in the recent years, he hadn't been public since 2015. So, you, I mean, it was pretty easy to deduce that he wasn't going to last much longer, but. Yeah, I'm more convinced now than ever, Steve, than ever that we should just let the robot overlords take over. James Randi's gone. Fuck it all. Well, it's just I, I got who's going to save us I, from listen, this shit. Now? I got th- I got thinking about it. Okay, let's look at this. Let's look at this. You know, from a from a from a fresh perspective, Steve. We gave the guy that fucked the interns a shot, right? Yep. We gave the guy that uh, his daddy was president and he let the vice president run the country. We gave him a shot, right? Okay. We gave Barry a shot and we gave the orange jackass a shot. Okay. Do you really think R2-D2 could do any worse? So you're not voting Trump or Biden. You're going to vote robot overlord. R2-D2. All right. Hey, that's as good as any. That's where I'm going. 
two, two, 2012, I voted for Sasquatch. So I'm going, for, <laughs> I'm going for Hal 9000 <laughs> C3PO 2020. <sighs> no, I, uh, the, tell me, tell me a fucking robot. The, tell me the, that the, the first sentient robot or program can't do better than weekend. We are shit. I can't tell you that. Why we are we're shit. shit, dude. Yeah. We're we're total shit. <laughs> it's horrid. I was telling. Uh, I got talking with David about that. That I was ready for the robot overlords. Honestly, I don't know who you're voting for, and I don't want to. But my thing is, the Democrats had four years to come up with somebody to beat Trump, and they chose Biden. <laughs> Old Joey. <laughs> Old Uncle Joe. Not saying he's, you know, I'm voting for him or not. I'm not going to tell you. However, Uncle Joe. that's who they, that's who they pick. Uncle Joe, yeah, that's that's like, our guy. What the hell? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's hilarious. The state of, the state of American politics. Uh, I think it's hilarious. It it tick it it it. it but it doesn't like it used to like tickle me to watch the stupid people. Oh, it doesn't. This year it's it doesn't anymore. It's scary this time. To be the, honest the, with you, the division, like the, in the way the the scathing hate, like I, I've gotten it. I, I I I literally this the the attack ads that I see on my state level, um, through YouTube, like every time. Like it's literally these two female, uh, like there's an incumbent senator, and then the uh, Susan Collins, she's Republican, and then the Sarah Gideon, she's a Democrat, and like literally, you just swear. I swear to God, every time I hear it, I just go, "Susan Collins is a cunt," <laughs> <laughs> like every or Sarah Sarah Gideon's a whore. Like they fucking it's like high school shit, man. It's scathing hate. We, luckily where I'm at, I don't see those kind of ads, so uh it's good. However, I do see the national ones, you know. Yeah. And they ain't much better. Or they aren't better. Right. Yeah, it's I don't I, I it it's like just tell tell me what you're about. That's all I need to know. Good luck with that. <laughs> tell me what you're about. Could you could we have one candidate that just comes out, doesn't have to tell me that the other guy's shit doesn't have to bring up anything about the other guy or the other woman's record. Just tell me what you're about and what you've done. Is that possible? Can we have that? No. Yeah, I don't think we can either. We never have. It's it's no. it's the uh, it's it's just this time around. And I I've always said in the past that you know we think this is all new, <clears throat> no, and it's, it's not. not. It really isn't. However, this time around in our lifetime. The hate that we're seeing on the, on both sides, I think that is a new thing. It's a yeah. it's a phenomenon that is at least exaggerated this time around, and that ain't good. No, it's not. It's 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 kind of kind of scary. Shit, I don't care what you believe, man. I don't even care yeah. who you vote for. No, but, I, I I don't either. Like I have people in my family that vote one way all the time. I have other people in my family that vote the other way all the time. I don't care. Whatever. Whatever makes you fucking happy. <clears throat> Don't shove it in my fucking face. Mm. I don't need to hear it. Good evening. 
Dean Cooper. Oh, we got one live viewer. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got one person commenting. Oh. Uh, we've had more than one live viewer. So All right. Come on. Um, let let yourselves be known, folks. Where's Les? Where's yeah? There, there's there's not many people commenting tonight. Come on. Only Dean, the one comment. Uh, yeah, the page hit forty three thousand, Steve. Forty three yeah, thousand. You, you're gonna hit a hundred thousand soon. Well, I looked at it uh, based on how I've been uh, gaining likes, like the average, and it looks like I'll hit fifty something by the end of the year. Oh, you'll you'll be way over fifty by the end of this year. Yes, yeah. But you'll be you'll be a, a hundred mid next year. I bet you. Oh, next year is going to be crazy. So you have become popular enough to be cloned now. Yeah, yeah. So that there is, is crazy. A, there I is tried a, reporting and it didn't work. Yeah, everybody said that uh, Facebook has said that it's not. Uh, it doesn't go against their community standards. So this person, whoever it is. <clears throat> took a literally took uh, the Fred Dunn image of my face on one of the pictures as the profile photo, which is the same one that I'm using on the 40 and slip and the image you see behind me and put it up as it's, it's a, a personal page. It's not like a like page. It's the 40 in all one word and slip is the last name supposedly. Um, <clears throat> And they're literally posting exactly what I'm posting for pictures. I don't know if they're following anything else. And they're it's a scam. They're sending out scams. Like yeah, they're sending out. You've won five thousand dollars. Contact your Nigerian yeah it's, prince or whatever. It's it's a, it's a horseshit scam. So anybody who comes across it, uh, block them. They Reported are reaching, anyway. The more reports yeah. they get, um, yeah, yeah, get get um. Definitely get uh, the report out there if it, you know, if it concerns you. If you don't give a fuck, don't do anything. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I'm not asking you to step outside your bounds. But there have been a bunch of people who have messaged me to let me know, and my suggestion is just report it to Facebook. And if they do something about it, they do something about it. If they don't, they don't. So those pages um, don't tend to last super long because they won't get a whole lot of traction generally, but. Dean Cooper, your meme shares get insane numbers of likes. Yeah, the page is doing very, very, very well. So it grows at a uh, right now. I'm getting over 200 likes per day. So yes, that is pretty good. Yeah, and and I I I'm able to go back to inviting people now too, which is another thing that. Just be the thing that tread, they me tread for. softly. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Very, very softly. I'm not going to try to get uh, booted off in that. But path. you now qualify for mon monetization as well, right? No, 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 I don't. However, I, I looked at it. Um, see, it's weird. So my personal account is the one that's been dinged for everything. But the right. 40 and slip had... Um, had different things on it that had said not eligible for monetization. Well, when I looked recently, they've dropped stuff off. So they've taken old instances off of the board. So when I went and looked back this last time, there's only, there only one thing there. So if that drops off, I think I'm eligible for monetization on the page, okay. which could be interesting. Um, it's a big page. 
So yeah, I think you should uh, you should do it. I don't know how that works on Facebook. Um, I don't but, either. But if I can figure it out, I've got the links for it. But if you're doing live videos uh, straight to Facebook, I know you're allowed. You you can have. I mean, we talked. I think who was it? Phil was doing it or somebody. Yeah. Um, Matt was looking into it. I think for mm-hmm. theirs and uh, yeah, and there's, uh, there's a decent amount of money in that stuff. No. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And it looked like that the revenue on Facebook was better than on YouTube. Way better. Way better. And yeah, and Facebook. It, I mean, for all of the, each one has their own problems. Don't get me wrong. Like, I just happen to have a, a good reach on Facebook. So, uh, we are almost, Steve, uh, at three times our audience when we left on on Anchor, our podcast audience. Yeah. We are almost at three times our audience size when we left YouTube to do everything on Facebook. That was quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's growing pretty fast. Now, are they going from Facebook to Anchor? Is that what's going on? Or how do you know where they're coming from? I can't tell exactly where they're coming from, but the audience is growing. And it's been growing fast. They don't give you that kind of analytics. No, they don't give you, like, where it comes from. Well, if you just type in Anchor FM, too, if you hear the show. Since YouTube took away my monetization and we stopped doing the live show on YouTube and went to Facebook, the show doubled. And now based on their, the numbers anchors given me has almost tripled in size. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going really well. Hmm. So, um, and you can find that over at anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip or wherever you go to fucking find a podcast. You want Spotify? Go, what's that? Play the forty and slip. That sounds fortieth anniversary. That didn't work. Echo, stop. <laughs> Echo, stop. <laughs> well, last time I did it, it worked. <laughs> anyway, if you have an Echo, you should you should be able to uh, to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. My uh, my son that actually looked, looked Beach it up Boys. <laughs> as a uh, as a podcast. He looked it up, um, yeah. and um, he was like, "Yeah, it's on Spotify." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's ev- it's everywhere. It's on Stitcher. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, whatever the fuck that is." I had a comment on Podbean, Steve, um, that said, "The guy that swears all the time sucks." But good show. We both fucking swear all the time. <laughs> I don't know. People just like to bitch. So. I have a feeling they're talking about you, though. Oh, yeah. Because nobody says that about me. Not generally. I, I tend to swear more than you do. I know if that. You sure as shit do. Yeah. You know what? Fucking kidding. It depends on what mood I'm in. You know, I don't always feel like swearing. Sometimes I do. Yeah, but we get a. Uh, there was a, a good, uh, good feedback from the last show on the, uh, MK ultra JFK stuff. That was, that was, good that was I, I thought we did a, a good show there. I, it's just something that was something I had never heard before and it, it made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So Not a lot of sense, but it could be a viable option to the events of the day. 
Yeah. So. Um, so to get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's episode, um, the disappearance, you could say, of, uh, or the mysterious whereabouts of Shelley Miscavige, um, wife of the chairman of the board, the COB, I guess he's called, Steve, uh, David Miscavige. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, to answer Jack, uh, Chris, how did you come up with the name 40? And actually Matt Knapp is responsible for what we did with the name originally years ago. Um, uh, he gave me the idea for it. shit before we ever even, Matt wasn't even going to be on the show at the time. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, it was, it was just, just going to be you at the time. And then, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, um, she, uh, she was, she's basically like the friggin' first lady of Scientology. Um, and, you know, we were talking before the show, um, that the Scientology, like people, People look at Scientology and they go, oh, this is like some thing that because it kind of got big in like the 90s. I think it was 80s, 90s. Um, And it had been around for a while before then. Um, And the the quote unquote church. Now, did you know this, Steve? The church actually got tax exempt status. Yeah, I think we did. L. Ron Hubbard. No, they did it under David Miscavige. No, 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 really? no, 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 no. They actually got tax exempt status back when L. Ron Hubbard was still alive. Hmm. They lost it oh, because okay, the okay. IRS and the government decided that too much of the money was going to L. Ron Hubbard. <clears throat> so, so his salary was too big. Yeah, they 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 deduced. That uh, it wasn't a nonprofit organization, um, and they took it away. So David, David Miscavige got it back. Um, yeah. Well, so in yeah, so in what was it was it in eighty six that he passed away? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. In eighty six, he passes away, and this fucking guy, David Miscavige, who at like the age of fucking fourteen had like attached himself to Elrond, mm-hmm. takes over. <clears throat> and literally just takes over. There was yeah, no he, successor. He just yeah. did. And um puts all of the these like measures into place, like puts all of these people in like positions of power. Like it's crazy how he took over. And I was talking with Katie about this earlier in the week. It's crazy how similar all of these cults are. Because I think Scientology is a fucking cult. Sure. In my opinion, it's a fucking cult. Um, And I was just watching the Nexium documentary uh, on HBO, which we're going to do a show on that pretty soon, too. Um, And I was blown away at how shockingly similar the it because they don't do it the same. It's not. They don't, it's not mirrored or anything, but the actions are so eerily similar. 
in how they do the stuff, what they what they do here, or how they do this there, or I couldn't believe it. So he takes over the church, like literally, like a hostile takeover, just boom. like this just kid that had been attached to L. Ron Hubbard since he was a teenager takes over the fucking church, and he makes it his goal to make the church tax exempt. And they get that eventually through like destroying people that either work for the IRS or have things to do with the IRS, the IRS itself. They just put them in so much litigation that they had to eventually bend and give them the status of a religion tax exempt. Mm hmm. And the Church of Scientology had this big celebration. Boom, fireworks. They fucking, we got it. We did it. Uh, they fucking saluted L. Rach. That's what they call him. <laughs> L. Rach. You know. Um, I don't know how they do it. The, the L there. He's a loser. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> um, and. The things that you learn, I mean, if I just rewatched Going Clear and the things that you learn about what they were doing to these people, like the people that go into like the Sea Org, I think it is, those people make like 40 cents an hour. Yeah. When they go in. And they sign a billion year contract. Billion, One year billion contract. years. Yeah, that's of course, right. obviously, that's not enforceable. Uh, but it, uh, the, the contract is so that, um, your next lifetime. In your next lifetime, you you are always devoted to the Church of Scientology. Yeah. So you're signing your your eternal soul away. Yeah. Your eternal feet now, and ridden soul. From what I understand, there's two versions, two ways you can do Scientology. One is the public way, like we and know. One is Cruz one is and, orally. The other is yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, Sea Org, they take it up the ass. Oh uh, yeah. From what I understand. Uh, Leah Remini, obviously, is why I got involved in learning about this this woman here, and she went to, she went to the Sea Org when she was a teenager, and they kicked her out because she just she just didn't want to follow those kind of rules. Well, know? I was I was watching that, that like I said, the Going Clear, and it was talking about people who had gotten into that back when when there was a boat. Yeah, that was a whole different version and, of the Sea Org. Right it, there. it was just as bad. Yeah. I think there still is a boat. That boat still exists. They still there go out on the boat, fucking boat. Yeah. But, yeah, I but think this it's is docked. more ceremonial, yeah, I think, was, nowadays. Yeah, this is back when they were out at sea. Right. And they're docked now, but they still keep people on that boat. Oh yeah. They do stupid you, shit. You sign you sign your freedom away when you become a but you know that going in. But yeah, well, back in the day they let kids as young as eight years old sign that contract. Yeah. You know? And they like they they was when they were talking about the little prison camp that they set up, they took two double wide trailers, shoved them together, you know, basically like hollowed it out, made uh, cells for people. Basically, was what I'm imagining or what I think they explained. Fed them slop and like beat them. Like <laughs> David cool. Miscavige would go in and beat them. That's what I hear. Yeah, and. Uh, the one of the guys said the FBI could have showed up, opened the door, come in, 
And we all would have been like, what are you talking about? We want to be here. Yeah. And he's like, any one of us that had, if we had wanted to like rebel, like we had to look at it at, from the perspective of, I'm going to take shit from Miscavige and all the people in here. And you'll lose contact with your entire family who's are, is still in Scientology. Yeah, and they like they barricaded basically like barricaded people in. They there's a huge fence around all these compounds. Yeah, still is. Yeah, and um, like with uh, uh, with uh, big spikes going both yeah. ways. And if you talk to or if you listen to some of these uh, interviews that have been done with these people that have left, they're like, we had to escape. Like mm -hmm. we had to carefully plan our escape. Like Ron Miscavige is like, I had to do this and that. I had to get in the car and we had to bullshit the guard. Yeah, Ron Miscavige, and, David Miscavige's dad. Yeah. Had to and escape. He, he's like, we got out the gate and I said, we're going left. And he just freaking <laughs> floored it. That's what he said. Like, and they he, came and found, they found him eventually yeah. and tried to get him to go back. And they harass him. They send, um, uh, private investigators there was one guy who had a private investigator i think it was tony ortega one or another guy that had uh, um a guy move in across the street or try to buy the house across the street for him and he was a, a private investigator that was actually marty rathbun marty and rathbun yeah interesting he was like the biggest one in that documentary that really spoke the most and he actually since then all of the court bullshit he's been put through he's actually kind of gone back he's not a member but he has settled and he is now gone back to Keeping being their puppet up. no he's oh. their puppet he like talks for them and defends them he's not a member but they got him oh they got oh, someone got him. oh <laughs> He gave in, well, and he's the one who they were recording his wife and, you know, really torturing his wife. And, like, it was a big deal. He was the big ex-Scientologist that spoke out, and he's gone back on everything. Wow. Uh, when they were talking about, like, the, the musical chairs that they did with them yeah. and, then, like, just the psychological bullshit they would do to just torture these people, uh, I'm just like, this is crazy shit. And it's a cult. I don't care what anybody says. It's oh, a it's fucking cult. Sure. It has every indication, everything that you think of as a cult, it has. Yeah. And there's, there's one lady that actually escaped through the trunk of someone's car. Mm -hmm. She was planning a big gala event, and so she was working with non-Scientology people to plan this event. And she ended up sneaking into the trunk of this dude's car. And this dude went and drove to his home and she just popped out of his trunk when he got there and was like, I'm so sorry. I had to get out of there. It's, and now she's had a bunch of, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then there's like one of uh, Miscavige's nieces is uh, gotten out mm -hmm. and written a book. Uh, Ron Miscavige wrote a book, went on Rogan. He did a big press tour type thing to talk about what's going on. Uh, Leah Remini. I've seen her, or uh, uh, not seen it. I've I listened to the podcast she did with Rogan. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of that, and that was yeah, it's eye opening what she has to say. Yeah, and she's believable too. Well, her TV series is really really good. It's really I well didn't done. I haven't gotten into that yet. Um, but the the stuff with Leah Remini that was awesome was the way that she took him through 
like going up through the levels and then realizing, finding out like it's this bullshit about Xenu. Yeah, as soon as she got she she got to that level where she gets this super secret information, she's like, "What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. What what?" <laughs> and I think it was that way for a lot of people. Like yeah. one of the guys in the Going Clear documentary, he was like, "Is this a test?" This has got to be a test. Like, if we believe this, we're stupid, right? Like, it's the people that don't believe it that you keep in, right? Like, that's w- what he was saying in the documentary. But he's like, but no, it was completely the opposite. And they say, supposedly, they say that Miscavige totally believes all this bullshit. He believes all of it, supposedly. And, like, t- they say Tom Cruise, too, is just... he. he Cruise they, has to believe it. They well, they've like everybody's been like they've got to have something on him. They've got to have something on him, and everybody's like, no, he just worships the ground that David Miscavige walks. He does. You can see it when he's when they're doing an event together. I've seen clips of that. He worships that guy. Worships him. Well, what's what's crazy is he got out for a while. In the nineties, he was out for like seven or eight years when he was married to Nicole Kidman. And when they split up, Scientology made it their their goal to get him back in the fold. And there's like crazy other shit that happened. They tried to set him up with his own girlfriend, and they like that ended after like three or six months because she couldn't understand David Miscavige, and that made Tom Cruise mad. <laughs> and David Miscavige. <laughs> A fucking candor as his girlfriend. It's weird shit, which they all deny, by the way. Of course. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's a definite fucking cult. But anyway, this woman, Shelly Miscavige, was uh, married to evil incarnate David Miscavige. Still is. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, so, yeah, supposedly. Um, if she still breathes air on planet Earth. Um,. But yeah, she's been missing for like what thirteen years? Is it that she's 14. been gone? Fourteen. 14. So uh, uh, the Church of Scientology. Blah, 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 yeah, we we went over that. He died in nineteen eighty six. At one at that point, one of his charismatic, high ranking officers, David Miscavige, stepped up to fill the leadership role, declaring himself chairman of the board (COB). I love it when Frank, they go through Frank the videos Sinatra. and they're like COB. COB David Miscavige. They, they but they refer to him as COB. It's like what what were you people in your fucking letters? <laughs> uh he grew the church successfully becoming a multi-billion organization and gaining tax exempt status from the IRS in 1993 by bullying the fucking IRS. Uh through all of his success as the new leader, his wife Shelley Miscavige was always by his side. She was high-ranking in the church herself and was very much known by its members. She was often used as a face for the church and their promotional materials for recruitment, as well as internal education materials for their members. You could say she was known as their first lady. But as the success grew, so did their scandals and allegations of horrific abuses, including imprisonment, manipulation, violence, greed, and blackmail. And these allegations weren't just going against the church as whole, but specifically pointed at David Miscavige and his way of handling things. The upper ranks of the church were evolving, and its members began noticing. Uh, Actress Leah Remini, 
<clears throat> was the first to blow the whistle on concerns for Shelley Miscavige. She has told the story countless times now of the first time she felt something was really wrong. It was in 2006 at the wedding of famous actors Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes, claimed by the church to be the wedding of the century. Uh, Leah was mingling with fellow church members, uh, fellow members of the church, and asked a simple and somewhat obvious question: "Where is Shelley?" As soon as she asked this, people scattered away from her, giving Leah the feeling that they didn't want anything to do with the conversation. One of the high-ranking members came up to her and said, you don't have the fucking rank to ask that question. Uh, Leah was immediately baffled by this. Her and Shelley were longtime friends, exchanging gifts and cards on holidays and always getting together to chat when they attended the same event. Uh, why wouldn't she be at this wedding? If there was a simple ex explanation like illness or another obligation to attend, why couldn't they just say that? But Leah's question did not get glossed over. After the wedding, she was severely punished by the church for it. She was forced to complete endless hours of auditing to confess her crimes against Scientology. And she had to pay for this auditing. She claims that the rigorous questioning she went through after asking that one simple question cost her over $300,000. Holy fuck. And she did it. In like six <clears throat> months of time, too. Something like that. She ended up staying in the church until 2013 when she finally left and began her crusade speaking out against it. Um, that 2006 wedding really did mark the end of Shelley's presence within the church. From that point on, she was no longer being used as a spokesperson and was no longer seen alongside David Miscavige when she normally would have been. And Leah Remini was not the only one who noticed. Plenty of both low- and high-ranking members were noticing the change, but were not brave enough or didn't feel important enough to ask about it. Ron Miscavige, David's father, who ended up leaving the church in 2012, has spoken out saying that he too noticed her no longer being around. Excuse me. But he knew that he did not have the right to ask his own son about her. There was one uh, thing he said to Joe Rogan when I was listening to that, that he his son walked by him at one point after he had taken over, and he said, Hey, David. And he said that his son just turned around and looked at him. Wouldn't even speak to him, just looked at him. And he was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, could you imagine that? I couldn't imagine, like, going to my son and being like, hey, Odin. When he when he was in, you know, the church part. Now, yeah. when they, they sent, he said they sent gifts back and forth, and he would call him dad and that stuff. But when they were together, they were coworkers. That's it. It was, it was David and Ron. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so where, David was the superior. Yes. Um, so where is she? Uh, enough people have asked the question that Scientology has been forced to respond. They say that Shelley is doing important work in private and is living on their secretive gold base located in the desert of California. They say she is organizing and doing important work for their foreign office overseas, but they refuse to show any kind of real proof of this. So not so much as a simple picture or video message from her has been released. Uh, this response has been met with much scrutiny. Most people don't believe it and think it's a flat-out fabrication. One theory is that she is actually being held prisoner there. She could have tried to leave the church but not been allowed to because she knows too much about their dark secrets. 
A similar theory that many ex-members seem to support is that she actually did something that royally pissed off David Miscavige, which is probably likely. Uh, something small that embarrassed him and caused him to react. And this is where this theory goes two ways. Some think he is holding her prisoner as punishment and to protect the church from her damaging it, while others think he may have re- reacted violently, possibly killing her. Of course, those are all unfounded allegations. There is no hard proof of any of it. <clears throat> the only thing that is certain is that Shelley has never once since 2006 been seen. Even in recent years, with so many people speculating and attempting to spy on the church, she has never been seen coming or going from the gold base she is claimed to be living at. Uh, since leaving the church in 2013, Leah Remini uh, has made it her mission to look for Shelley. She even filed a police report, a missing persons report, and a request for wel- for a welfare check on her. Nothing significant has come from that, though. Her request was stated to be unfounded by the police, and they have only stated that Shelley's general welfare has been confirmed and she is okay. But they have been able to provide... But they have not been able to provide Leah or anyone, Leah or anyone else, with proof of this. It is just a statement. Scientology, uh, statement. Scientology responded to this by releasing a brief typed response, allegedly from Shelley herself, stating that she is alive and well, and is disgusted with Leah and the way she is attacking the church, calling Leah a suppressive person, an SP, uh, who is dangerous to the church. Uh, so the mystery in the search continues. It's been 14 years now since anyone has seen or heard from Shelley. There are countless TV specials, news articles, Reddit threads, and YouTube videos discussing the topic. There is a large online community now of ex-Scientology members speaking out against the church, and almost all of them are willing to speak about Shelley and the fact that her disappearance is indeed troubling. Uh, the saga will most certainly continue. Leah Remini and Mike Rinder have both publicly invited Scientology to sue them and begin a court battle. Many people believing forcing David Miscavige to be deposed in a court of law would most certainly cause the church to crumble. And some think that day is not too far away since there are several court battles being fought as we speak. Which one will finally break through? We will all be watching. David. Scavage. Dun dun dun. Where is That's she? A crazy story, man. Where is she? I was I was uh, listening to the Tony Ortega interview that I was talking about earlier, and he seems to think that she's in that uh, California compound. It's the place where they're they're turning all of L. Ron Hubbard's books into metal plates. They're engraving metal plates <clears throat> by hand. So what I what I heard, or what I gathered from some of these interviews that I've listened to, is that Shelley made a very simple clerical error. She was just kind of like a secretary, you know, for mm-hmm. the church, and that's what did it. That's what put him over the edge. He blew up at her, and nobody's seen her after that. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me from the way things sound, from the way people who talk about the way he was when they were in the church. Mm-hmm. It would not surprise me at all if he killed her. It wouldn't surprise me because in their beliefs, he would be allowed to. Yeah. The way they believe a person in his rank at his rank yeah. would be allowed to. And and you would cover it up because of his rank. You know? Yeah. I was uh, someone was saying that he won't even let uh, 
He doesn't even like to be around little kids because he thinks that their thetans will get on him. Like, so he tries to, he avoids being around children. That thing thing is another whole weird, oh, yeah, weird thing. Get yourself clear, Steve. I mean, I'd heard about Scientology and knew a little bit about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. When I was growing up, my stepfather had a a copy of Dianetics. But I didn't know what thetans were and that you had, they were the souls of people living all over your body and that they they were blown out of a volcano and some bullshit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And people believe this shit, man. Yeah. A lot of people got into Scientology in the early days because of Dianetics. Dianetics was like a self-help type thing. Well, and a lot of, and there are people who say that the Scientology in the earlier days was more self-help than what it is now. Right. Um, You know, Ron Miscavige says that, Um, you know, when he got into it, you know, he was kind of blown away by some of the things that he was seeing. You know, Rage was crazy motherfucker. Yeah. You know. And uh, he, he says that it cured his son of asthma, David. Uh, he still believes that. Yeah, he know. still believes it to this day. So, I mean, I don't know. And I think that, uh, I think belief's a powerful thing. I believe so, yeah. You know, I think that when people believe in something, that there's inherent power in that to, to some degree. I'm not saying that it's, you know, almighty power across the board, but. You know, I think well, there's power there to some degree. If you listen to Leah Remini, the church did a lot of good things for her. You yeah. Know, made her the person she is, really. Made her question things. Made her uh, have the attitude that she has. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, they kind of they built their own monster there with, with her. But there's a lot of good self-help things that could come out of it if they would have just left it that way. You know? But, uh, yeah, yeah, you get, you get crazy fu- fuckers. And L. Ron Hubbard was a crazy motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And, he, you know, and David Miscavige. He wrote more fiction than way. anyone ever. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wrote more bullshit than anyone on the planet ever has. That's nuts. Although it's, it's uh, speculated, there's like conspiracy theories that his wife may have written some of it. It's a possibility. That's why he was able to write so much. But fucking it, it's you start going down the rabbit hole of this. I started the other day watching videos and checking out interviews and you start going down and it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You find out more stuff. I was telling Katie about, you know, we think that all this stuff is new. L. Ron Hubbard was doing the same type of shit back in the 70s. You know, and they went after that uh, Paula, whatever her name was, the journalist who just wrote a story about them and their abuses. And they ruined her life. So it's nothing new. Mm-mm. It's just that their tactics and their bullshit is a lot deeper and they have more money now than they because did. Because they're tax exempt. Yeah. In fact, they have so much money, they have to spend it. Yeah, they to remain tax exempt. They have to spend it on certain things, buildings. So they're buying property, empty, empty buildings. They're building empty fucking buildings. Yep, nothing in them. Yep, yep. It's it is it's so strange, and I'm I'm not a fan of. uh, I'll be I'll be completely honest with everybody. I'm not a fan with religions being tax exempt. I'm I'm not a fan. Like this is what I'm not a fan of, Steve. I'm not a fan of Joel Osteen. Not a fan of a guy that drives a fucking 
what a fucking Ferrari or a Porsche or whatever the fuck, I don't know where the fuck he drives. He and that multi-million dollar fucking mansion that he lives in, that's bullshit. That the church paid for because the church yeah. is tax exempt. Yeah. Like, and that's that's okay. Like, we're we're completely okay with that. But we look at Scientology and we go, yeah, that's there's something wrong there. Like that's the that's the part that I shake my fucking head at. <laughs> we want we we're, we're all upset and we want justice about this fucking Scientology thing. But we look at fucking asshole and we go, yeah, he's a cult right. leader, just like just like David Miscavige is. To a degree, I, I think about no, yeah, I one hundred percent think he is. I think people are are stupid to 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 allow him that power and had to have all that money to spend on himself. Yep. That money should be spent on the church, on the poor, on helping fucking people. You know, give it fucking back. Like, if that's what your role is, then that's what you should do. You think fucking Jesus would have been riding around in a fucking <laughs> a Porsche? No, well, that's kind of the whole, that's the whole point of tax exemption for churches. The whole point is that they're supposed to be using their money to provide services right. for their communities and for their members. So if you're not doing that, why are you tax exempt? Yeah. That, oh, I guarantee Joel Osteen is doing some of that just right. to keep the status. You know? Yeah. Like, but that's the thing. Why is it so limited? Why is it that it's so little that he has to do? Because it's obviously little. Because the rest of the money is going to fucking him and his goddamn mansion. Um, I'm sure he wants for nothing. And that's the type of stuff that sickens me. You know, we allow that stuff. We're completely okay with that. And I'm not saying me. I'm not. But we're okay with that. But everybody's outraged. I'm outraged about Scientology. Well, why? You've been letting shit like this happen for ages. To me, it's the same thing. No matter how it, I don't care who you're worshiping. Now, do I think it, now, do I think it's wrong? Yes. And do we, should we find out what the fuck happened to Shelley Miscavige? Absolutely. You know, should they be torturing people and putting them in this, uh, the whole place, the prison? No. Should they be making 40 cents an hour? Mm-hmm. No more than like what? 50 bucks a week. I think is the most that someone said they can make. No, that's horseshit. Just, that's keeping people down on purpose to to keep them. They they depend on you now. You know, it's it's just gross what they're doing. It's so gross, and they're doing it willingly. That's yeah. the problem. You've got these people so fucked up in the head mm-hmm. that they think this is the way life is supposed to be. Yeah, it's and I, and I, very few of them actually ever question it. Very few yeah. of them actually ever get out of it. Well, like I said, and I don't want to get into to it too much, but I was watching the, the vow there about the Nexium cult, and it's the same type of shit, dude. They were just letting it happen. You know, and it, it's really weird because you get to the end of it, and the people are, like, looking back on what they did, and it gets kind of, I told Katie, it gets kind of hokey. Because they're looking at this stuff and you're going, ugh, like you fucking idiots. <laughs> Why did you let that happen? Why'd you let that happen to your wife? Like, ugh. Well, when something makes sense to you, even in the slightest, 
And then that person expands and expands and expands on it. Everything starts to make sense to you and and you just go with it. Look at Hitler. You know, he, yeah. he got a whole country behind him. You oh, know, it's, it, 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 well, crazy. it's little, it's little things. It's little yeah. things. And he started out promising, you know, certain things and probably delivering on some of that stuff. And he did deliver on some of that stuff, mm-hmm. but he killed all the fucking Jews to do it. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> well, oh, you know, I'll do all this stuff, but there's going to be a little caveat. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you, Prompt, but uh, those Jews got to go. We're going to need a lot of ovens. But I mean, uh, like he delivered the people's car. He made it an affordable car. He he brought back the Olympics. He did a lot of stuff that, you know. Wasn't he responsible for highways? I I think so. Yeah, the Autobahn and all that stuff. Yeah. I, it's it, it. Listen. Brilliant it's man, weird, but it's weird how easy it is, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Animal Farm, going back to that, Orwell was brilliant about how he explained that, how that can happen. It's super you know, easy. It's, it, it is very simple. But the pig said so. so it must yeah. be true. Yeah, yeah and and the the rules the, you go look at the rules I mean the one person that can read them <laughs> you know and that's what we're getting to in a lot of ways and but again it's one of those things where we've always been there too mm-hmm. you know we've been we've been living that kind of life we've been it, it's somebody brought up uh I was watching something I think I I brought this up on the show a week or so ago that the fake news and and the, and the news having slant has been happening forever. Ever since like, there's been news. Yeah. We think that's like n- new that like the news is biased or that if, the news does stupid If you shit. don't believe the news is biased, just look back through the entire history of the news and they've always endorsed a presidential candidate. Why is that? If it's unbiased, why is a newspaper Duh. <laughs> or 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 like you know why why is the rhetoric like this at this certain time yeah. you know it, just go back and look at it people it's, it's been all- that way i mean it, it used to be in fact back in the early days it used to be worse oh uh, dean has uh corrected you steve the beetle never actually went into production until after the war he worked um, for volkswagen of america for 12 years steve dean i know that I said Hitler was responsible for the Volkswagen, yeah. the people's car. I didn't say he manufactured. He tried, but obviously the war put a stop to that. The British are the actual ones who, who put it into production after the war to help build the economy of Germany because, you know, reparations or whatever they, whatever they call it, rebuilding or whatever. We bombed the shit out of them. Well, those factories were all bombed. So there was enough left of one or two of the factories that they were able to use all the machinery after the bombing. But they, you know, to stop the economy during the war, that's what you do. You bomb the factories, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after the war, when you have to help the rebuild the country, when you when you help rebuild the country, um, then you rebuild the factories, and that's one of the ones they rebuilt. And they, the British loved the car so much that they kept making it. And so then it we're eventually came to the States. To this day. I love that car. Fucking stuck with it to this day. No, no it's out of production finally. I still see him driving around. 
Oh, yeah, they're around. It's just not in production. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, you it was a brilliant idea. It was an idea way before its time. Yeah. Well, not really, because there were other cars that were similar back in those days. They just didn't have the yeah the ability to make them. Were you a like, Tucker guy? I, don't, I was not a Tucker guy. More <laughs> of a DeLorean guy. Of a DeLorean guy. Didn't he go to jail for like cocaine or some shit? I don't fucking know. I think so. <laughs> I heard they were going to be putting the they were going to uh, be putting the DeLoreans back into production. Really? Yeah, I heard. I heard that. Uh, I'm going to assume it's an updated model of the DeLorean. I would think so. I mean, not the on. actual that car I don't really wasn't the, that. Good. I don't think it's going to be the time travel version, Steve. <laughs> That's the word reconstruction. Yeah. Good old Dean. He's here. He's here to correct you, Steve. But no, I knew the story because you know I'm a Volkswagen guy, and I've I've looked at the history and watched all the documentaries, and and you're a Nazi, and not a Nazi. Oh, just an admiration for a car that happened to be oh. uh, the idea of for a Nazi. guy that exterminated a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Oh, well, Hitler actually people. probably most likely stole the idea. Uh, so from you? No, it, I, I want to say he stole it from a Jewish guy. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Good old fucking Hitler. Mexico, they, they made Beatles into the 2000s, I want to say. I Maybe remember. if somebody just liked his paintings a little more, we wouldn't have been in the place we were. You know, Steve? I know. But no. Nobody wanted to like little, little Adolf's fucking paintings. It's the same as like Charlie Manson. If somebody would have just bought his music, you know, things uh, would have been different. Just made him happy. In fact, the Beatles loved his music. They just, he just couldn't get a record deal. <laughs> so he killed a bunch of people. Oh, Who happened you know, to live at the place where the record these, guy used to these live? These things will happen, Steve. <laughs> you know, I well, don't get my record deal. I send some people to go kill a bunch of people. He didn't uh, steal it from Porsche. Ferdinand Porsche designed it. Porsche probably got the idea from somebody else, but there was a lot of pressure for Porsche to design a car or else, you know, <laughs> off with their fucking heads. Pretty right? much. All right, Steve, I'm going to wrap this up tonight because you know what? No news, huh? Oh, wait, I forgot the well, news. No news no. is good news. Well, no, no, we are doing the news. I forgot the news. Right. I, I bet, See, I've been trying to do the news earlier, so I don't forget it. That's why I did it early last time, Steve. You, I, I had all this other stuff on my brain about fucking uh, what's his face, uh, the amazing Randy and yeah. stuff the like page and mm-hmm. all that other bullshit. So, Steve, do you get any news? I do. Okay. Our first story tonight comes from the heartland, Kansas. Ooh. Ooh. Kansas.com. A teenage boy. Oh, it's a very nice story about a teenage boy. Covered in ranch dressing, crashes at a Kansas gas station, Sheriff says. A teenage boy who was naked and covered in ranch dressing crashed a vehicle at a Kansas gas station early Saturday morning. That's the way you do it. Ranch dressing makes everything better, they say, Steve. They do say it does, actually. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what he was thinking. He was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do ranch dressing. So the disturbance was reported to 911 around 3.30 a.m. at the Petro 
Deli convenience store in Shawnee County. Petro uh, Deli. Petro Deli, yes. A 17-year-old male was naked and under the influence of a substance. It doesn't oh. say which one. The sheriff's office said he covered himself in ranch dressing. Just let his dong hang out, huh? <laughs> damaged property inside a business. Uh, ran outside and jumped into a running vehicle and then crashed into a nearby pillar. Mm-hmm. Deputies took the boy into custody. He was then taken to a local hospital and later, get this, released to his parents. <laughs> <laughs> The criminal aspects of the incident are under investigation, the sheriff's office said. We are happy to report that no one was injured during the incident, uh, except this young man's pride. Uh, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I'm going to guess a, a mushroom or something of that nature. Yeah, some, it could be. Some sort of hallucinogenic. Slather yourself in ranch dressing. I love it. This is from Charlotte Observer. I'm going to guess Charlotte, North Carolina. Long-time pilot photographs mysterious orange orb in daytime sky over North Carolina mountains. Steve, it's got to be ancient. Wait, this is a daytime story. This is more legit, and it's from a pilot, so that's good. A 45-year-old pilot, Charles Cobb, has never seen anything like the orange-tinged orb high in the North Carolina mountain sky on a sunny late morning in June. The object was round and irregular, he said. And it would suddenly plummet tens of thousands of feet before soaring right back up, he said. Cobb, an 88-year-old okay, eighty-eight-year-old Korean War combat veteran, spotted the mysterious object while sitting at Silver Creek Airport in Morganton. You know where Morganton is? No. I'll be in Morganton in uh, December. That's where my wife's mother lives. That's why you'll be playing? Yes. He visits each day to check. You want tickets to see Steve. On the 1940 Piper Cub. In a hangar. It's funny because I, I thought it might be near Morganton because there's there's a lot of uh, mountains there. Huh. Minutes ticked by as the object and its exhaust plume hovered 3,000 to 4,000 feet high toward Table Rock. In fact, you can see Table Rock from my mother-in-law's back window. He was referring to the plateaued peak northeast of Asheville that's a popular tourist destination for its panoramic. See, if I had just gone earlier in the year, I would have seen this. Sure. Right out the back window. Good time. Cobb said he finally pulled out his iPad and took photos of the flying uh, object and its opaque center. The photos aren't that impressive. It was hard to tell size, he said, although he distinctly recalled the craft dropping at times maybe 15,000 feet before shooting back to a lot of guys have that problem. 30,000 feet. It's a perspective feet. thing. You're looking down. Just have a, You have a problem with it uh, shooting down and then shooting right back up and then disappearing again mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's a perspective thing steve the object vanished at one point when he happened to look down at his ipad but it would soon reappeared he said the fact that it could zoom up almost out of sight made this no ordinary object and the story goes on and on and on and on after that so but that's pretty cool because that's uh straight out uh, like seriously out the back window of my mother-in-law's house nice so get yeah. her to get her fucking camera and get her a GoPro. All right. We've heard a lot about the police lately, but this guy, this guy took it to a whole new level. Hmm. This is from newser.com. Newser. Okay. A man in Virginia has been fined $565 for breaking the law. No breaking wind, breaking wind loudly in front of police. 
They moved that. <laughs> what? I don't know. Listen, this is in Austria, so they have different oh. rules there. Oh. They moved that the Austrian capital's police force was at pains to defend on Tuesday. The Osterreich newspaper reported that the fines stemmed from Did an he incident. Bend over and get a lighter out and was like, <laughs> "Hey guys." <laughs> The fine stemmed from an incident on June 5th and that the offender was fined for offending public decency. I kind of agree with the cops on this one. I'm sorry. City police wrote on Twitter that, of course, no one is uh, reported for accidentally letting one go. (laughs) They added that the man had behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during an encounter encounter with the officers that preceded the incident. (laughs) He got up from a park bench and looked at the officer... He got up from a park bench, looked at the officers, and let go a massive intestinal win, apparently with full intent, they said. Uh, And our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much. (laughs) Police noted the decision appealed. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the news. The news. Thank you, Katie, for doing that story. <laughs> that, was, that one was Katie. The other two were That's me. great. Uh, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 159 of the 40 and Slip. Where is Shelly McCavage? Miss Cavage, if you like this shit, hit that little thumbs up button or the little huggy button or the heart button or you can leave that angry button. I don't care shit. Um, like us on uh, Facebook. At facebook.com forward slash the 40 and slip. We're li- that's where we're live every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the show will be up on Anchor later on this evening at anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip or wherever you download podcasts. Be up on Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you fucking find them. Uh, always, as always, go check out our good friend uh, Dreadfun at dreadfun.com and youtube.com forward slash dreadfun and our buddies over at High Society Radio. You can see them at gasdigitalnetwork.com or wherever you may find podcasts as well. Uh, until uh, next time, ladies and gentlemen, see ya! <laughs>